0: fans out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. I'm your host, Betty Jo Tucker, speaking to you during the second week of May 2011. We're in for a treat today, folks, because the famous movie mom, Nell Minow, has agreed to share her opinions about the 2011 summer film schedule. And Mad Movie Man A.J. Hawkery, is also here to chime in with his thoughts about this topic. As most of you know, both Nell and A.J. pull no punches in their movie reviews, so they really make a fun team, and we're always excited when they agree to visit us. But first, let's see if our co-host, Jazz Shaw... Uh, is ready to help with the show. Now, Jazz has faced uh, kind of an animal emergency at his house, but I think he's on the line now, and uh, let's see how things are going there. Uh, Jazz, are, are you are you able to, to speak with us now?
2: Uh, yeah, we're all set, and the chat room is open and set finally. Uh, we got in. There's already some people. Uh, the ones who tried earlier, I would just remind the listeners, if you didn't get in earlier, give it another shot now. Uh, because there are people coming in, and everything's functional there, and it looks like we're ready to go.
0: Well, we're very happy about that, and we're we're glad that you're here with us, uh, Jazz. We we missed you last week, and unfortunately, I'm sorry that Nikki Starr won't be with us, because she's still recuperating, and we send her, her our very best wishes if all goes well, according to an email that Nikki sent me this morning, uh, she should be back with us next week. So uh, we're we're really we're really missing you, uh, Nikki. And uh, take good care of yourself. And we look forward to having you back on the show. Uh, and I want to thank the people who have signed up for the chat as well as our other listeners. I think you're in for a, a very very a fun show t- today. So. Now, it's my great pleasure to bring on Nell Minow, because she's a frequent guest. We know about her great reviews at BeliefNet and her book, The Movie Mom's Guide to Family Movies. But there is some news, because she was recently selected to be one of Roger Ebert's film critics on Roger Ebert Presents at the Movies. Nell, congratulations on that new gig.
3: Well, thank you very much. I'm a big big fan of Roger Ebert. He's been kind enough to let me cover a number of movies for him for the Chicago Sun Times as well, and uh it has been an honor. in fact, I had one of the my best movie experiences of my life recently when I watched Citizen Kane with the Roger Ebert commentary. I highly recommend
0: that to everybody oh that I'm so jealous <laughs> that would that would be such fun now is that is? Is that a DVD that it is uh, that a DVD,
3: stuff? and he takes you through shot by shot, telling you exactly what was going on. Believe it or not, he says in that movie that on a percentage basis, there are more special effects shots than in Star Wars. Really. Yeah, and he explains the wow. special effects that went into every shot, as well as uh, what uh, the actors uh, talked about afterward in terms of what they, you know, how they were uh, creating their parts and what their direction was. And uh, he talks about, you know, every detail from the biggest to the smallest. And it really is just, uh, you know, it's like two years of film school in two hours. It, it just couldn't be um, a better uh, person talking about
0: a better movie. Well, I thank you for telling us about that. And and I want you to know that I think you're a perfect pick for uh, for working with uh, Roger Ebers. Well, and, thank uh, you. That's very nice Aver- of
3: you. My first segment on Roger's show is up on the website. It was already broadcast uh, about a month ago. And it was about why
0: <clears throat>
3: it is so popular in movies that the bad guy is a corporation. And I had examples <laughs> going back to 1909, to the present, uh, and uh my next appearance on his show, I'm not sure exactly when it's gonna be yet. It's gonna be in a special
0: that he's doing on three D. Well, we're going to look forward to that, and uh, I, I'm just so excited for you to, to be doing that. And, and our second guest today also has something new to tell us about. AJ Hockery is practically a part of our family here, so we've already heard about his edgy, entertaining reviews on such sites as Passport Cinema, Classic Movie Guide, and Terror Tube, as well as his contributions as the horror expert at Real Talk Movie Reviews. But, AJ, I understand you're writing a book now, right?
1: I am indeed. I am uh, coming up on halfway through a, a book that I'm writing, where, wherein I am watching a new horror movie every single day of the year so far, and I've and I and I've stuck to it. And it's and and there, frankly, there have been times where I've watched a movie so bad I just want to abandon the whole thing. But then there are movies that come along like Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, where that are just so goofy that I just have to find something that's going to top it.
0: What's the name of that, uh, that movie? I didn't catch it.
1: Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. And it's about a killer bed.
0: A killer bed. Okay. It's a, not a serious version of Bed knobs and Broomsticks. But
1: it's a I, I, I don't know. It's just as odd, I'd say, possibly even more so.
0: <laughs> well, I can't think of anyone better than you to write a book about horror movies, and I really look forward to reading it. How How close are you to being finished?
1: Uh, Well, I'm doing it for, uh, like I said, I'm doing it for every single day of the year, so I won't be done until December 31st when I watch my last movie. I'm watching something new every day.
0: Well, good good luck with that, and and I hope you see uh, see better ones than uh, the killer bed uh, movie. But it does sound kind of fun. I <laughs> think it would be fun to watch. Well, turning now to today's topic, upcoming summer films, and there are lots of them coming out. I w- uh, was telling Nell before the show that it all, almost scares me. There are so many, but it's it's mostly because I'm I'm afraid I won't be able to to see them all, and we know that traditionally the summer movie season starts in May, uh, so some of these films are already playing at the multiplex, and I think Jazz has some questions about that, so Jazz, you have the floor now. Uh Uh-oh, Jazz must be taking care of the... (laughs) taking care of the animals now so well what he was what he was planning on asking uh both of you was what do you think are the best films now playing at the at the multiplex because we do have some that are listed as uh, summer movies uh Nell would you would you start out with with that please
3: well there's some very good movies that are out there now for families i really liked rio very much uh this is from the people that did ice age and you can tell that after 3 Ice Age movies they were a little tired of grays and ice and rocks and they wanted to make an extremely colorful movie and the guy who made it is actually from Rio and just it is really a kaleidoscope of color and the animation on the villain in the movie who is not an American corporation but a bird is just sensational it is really a, you know the algorithms that power that could probably do a rocket ship to the moon and it's just a you know not the most exciting story it's a story that kids have all the time about a pampered pet that has to find his way out in the wild but you know what that's the story of childhood so it's it's always appealing to kids and so i did like rio a lot for grown-ups i like uh jane Eyre. i thought this was you know do you re- really need an 11th movie version of jane Eyre? well this is pretty good <laughs>
0: I could take I could take uh, twenty twenty <laughs> versions of Jane Eyre. I love that story so much. Who were the um, actors in Jane Eyre this time?
3: Michael Fassbender and Mia. Don't ask me to pronounce her name. Mia Wasikowska, from the
0: kids. She's the lady uh, the kids from all right, uh, and, Alice in
3: yeah, and *Alice in Wonderland*.
0: *Alice in Wonderland*. Yes, she's really
3: good. She's at, terrific. She, she did the movie with no makeup, and uh, and uh, she. And um, it's and Jamie Bell is in the film also, and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, Judy Dench, and uh, it's very very well done.
0: Great, we we haven't had the pleasure of that appearing here, so I think I'm going to have to wait until the DVD comes out for for Jane Eyre. So you liked uh, Rio for the kids and Jane Eyre for the Grown Ups. Uh, yeah, and I, what about to mention,
3: for the... I just want to mention one other, which is, it, again, you know, this, this is one where it's sort of the opposite of Rio, because the animation is nothing to write home about, but the story, I thought the script was pretty good, is Hoodwinked 2. Now, Hoodwinked 1, I thought was a lot of fun, and great voice talent, and it really turned the story of Red Riding Hood inside out and on its head, and... What I like about Hoodwink, too, is that uh, the director, uh, who wrote a great piece for the Huffington Post, said that, you know, if you want to be an animated character, an animated female character, uh, then uh you are going to be spending your entire movie trying to get a great date or some other, you know, domestic romantic type issue unless you are a mouse, he says, or in you know, in Pixar. In Pixar all female characters are pretty much uh marginalized. And he wanted to create a he's got two female characters in Hoodwings who are every bit the heroes of this movie and are out there rescuing people and having quests
0: and journeys and not waiting for their princes to come. So I, I like that in Hoodwinked. Well, Hoodwinked uh, 1 is one of my favorite animated movies of all time, and that's why I was a little disappointed with Hoodwinked 2, because it, to me, it, it lost some of the the. Charm and uh, instead just put in uh, explosions and uh, speedy special effects and that kind of thing. But the animation was still something that I, I admired. Uh, Riding Hood looked great. I mean, those big eyes and um, <laughs> I, I I do like I do like that character. Well, what about for uh, action flick fans? Anything out there that we, we can't we can't neglect them. Thor. Thor.
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I thought Thor was pretty good. Even though the very best part of Thor was in the little scene that they had at the end after the credits that's uh, a sneak peek at uh, the Avengers, which we'll we be seeing next year. Um, I, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. You know, it was directed by Kenneth Branagh, and uh, he paid proper allegiance to the fanboys and didn't, you know, took it seriously, but not too seriously, and I
0: thought it was fun and made a lot of money, and I guess I made a mistake by picking something borrowed to go see last Friday instead of Thor. I just thought Thor was going to be, you know, just a run-of-the-mill superhero movie, and now I'm hearing all these great reviews that are coming in about Thor, and of course I always value your opinion, so that that is going on my list to (laughs) to be seen this next weekend. Um, the, The lead character in Thor is an australian actor am i right about that
3: yes chris hemsworth and And you know for me superhero movies really make it or break it on the bad guy and they've got they've got a good bad guy in this one
0: and who's the bad guy
3: his name is tom aj do you know what his name is himsdale hiddleston Hiddleston, thank you very much. And uh, so I had never seen him in anything before, but I thought he was quite good. But, you know, I'm second to no one in my admiration for Anthony Hopkins, but he doesn't really need to do this kind of film, and I didn't think he added Uh, a lot to it.
2: I I, I, I don't want to interrupt. I apologize for for blanking out there and, and being muted, Betty Jo, but I just got a call about that animal situation I absolutely had to take, and I got back as soon as I could. I apologize.
0: Well, we're glad that you're back and we we've learned from Nell the some of the movies that are playing now, uh, at the multiplex that, that she is recommending. Uh in case you didn't hear Real for the Kids, Jane Eyre for the grown ups, Hoodwinked Two, she she really, really liked, and, and Thor for the for the people who, who like action and superhero films. And so I was just getting ready to ask uh A J um his recommendations for movies that are playing right now at the multiplex
1: well i actually have to say that uh nell kind of stole my thunder a little bit because <laughs> i had hoodwink hoodwink 2 and thor picked out i i'm surprised at how much i liked hoodwink 2 and like you said Betty, jo, i'm a big fan of the first one too i actually think it's a better uh fractured fairy tale movie than the last couple of shrek movies and both movies definitely put forth there's a lot more comedic energy going on there. There's the, the character is a lot more endearing, and they're not. but there, There's some snarkiness. There are some pop culture references, but it doesn't uh, beat you down with them the way that the Shrek movies do. And I and I was afraid about Hoodwink too for the start because when it began, it kind of had like this cheap little recap of like of the characters and introducing the cast and like oh no this is just gonna sully the good name of hoodwinked but once it found its momentum it just sailed on through and i laughed out loud a couple times and it, it's a shame it's not a bigger hit it kind of came at a bad time where we had hop and rio back to back that just got the all the kids coming to it and by that time i think hoodwinked too was a little a little too quaint for the little ones uh, but otherwise, yeah, and 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 Thor, I and Thor I enjoyed. Uh, I'm in the minority on this because apparently, um, among my uh, friends who saw it, they rank it as one of the better of the Marvel superhero movies recently. I would sort of rank it at the bottom, right right around where uh, the Incredible Hulk is. But it's still a really good movie, and for something with the with mythology as out there as it has, and because I don't think that. Um, a lot of viewers would be as familiar with this world as they would of like the Incredible Hulk or Iron Man. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, but Kenneth Branagh handled it in just the right way. He was humorous without being campy, and the, he had the action. It was really cool without being just kind of too serious or too awkward. So yeah, what they what it easily could have been versus what they pulled off, it was pretty good.
0: Well, I definitely have to see that one this next weekend. And I, I didn't realize that Kenneth Branagh had directed the film. I think I would have been first in line. I, I guess I'm just not keeping up like I should. So I appreciate getting the that recommendation. I got but... a
3: question for A.J. I, I thought that the scenes on Earth worked a lot better than the scenes in Asgard. What did you think?
1: Actually, I would say... Uh... I would say the opposite because one of the one of the things I didn't uh, think was all that great about the movie was the the romantic subplot with Chris Hemsworth and uh, Natalie Portman's character. It like it had to be there, but it felt like she went from hardened scientist to giggling schoolgirl way too fast. Um, but for the like I said with the uh with the m- kind of weird mythology that Thor has to have the stuff on Asgard work as well as it does I think that kind of overshadowed uh, the the kind of more uh, standard stuff that happened on earth
0: so I it sounds like it's a much better movie than the, the previews would lead you to believe, because that's what I was judging it on. But now what about the worst films? Maybe films that are playing now that uh, that you think uh, people should save their money or maybe wait for the DVD to come out. Uh, Nell, anything that you want to warn people about? How about something or, borrowed?
3: <laughs>
0: that's the one I picked to go uh, yeah, to. And not, I, not too and good. I,
3: I also want to mention... Mars Needs Moms, which is now officially one of the ten biggest money losers of all time, because they spent a fortune on it, and it just was very, very poor. Ah,
2: uh, well, well, I haven't I, even I heard, heard of, th- of that film, and it's not in, this, in Mars the in the around here. Yeah,
3: Mars Needs Moms. It's a big 170 million Robert Zemeckis film.
2: Holy cow! Wow,
0: how did we miss hearing about and it, that? It, not, it
3: performed so badly that that they have actually, thankfully. Canceled his next film, which was supposed to be a, a remake of *Yellow Submarine*, which no one should ever be allowed to do. But uh, no, it, it's a, it's, it's seriously, it is now one of the ten biggest money losers of all time. It's up there with *Cutthroat Island* and
2: uh, *Waterworld* and *Heaven's, Heaven's Gate*. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well, we can we can kind of be be warned about that one. Um, I did enjoy Something Borrowed. I I have to ad, have to admit, but it isn't you know just uh, up on my best uh, romantic comedy of all time. But I thought that Kate Hudson was just a force of nature, and that her character was I mean she was just over the top funny. Um, and but I thought so unpleasant. The theme, excuse me but unpleasant i mean really yeah she was annoying but that yeah. but that's what she was supposed to be i don't know how anyone could be a friend with her but yeah well um, that's
3: to me that was a big problem with the movie
0: with the with the film but there was one actress that i hadn't had never seen and, and i just love to discover somebody new who just had me laughing even after the movie when i would think about her and her name is ashley williams and she played uh, the friend that was uh, chasing after John Krasinski's character, and her facial expressions, I, I thought, were just priceless. And so I'm no, uh, now I'm going to be watching for her, and um, so that at least had had a couple of saving graces for me. And I do think that the theme uh, is, a, is an important theme: the friendship uh, versus love theme. But um, I, I really do feel that the worst film, and I think it still is playing, at least here, uh, that I would warn people about is Your Highness. And oh. I don't know what – what yeah, okay, so you agree with me on that, A.J.?
1: Oh, you bet. Me too. <laughs> Just what oh, a way. No.
0: What a so way that, of some very
3: talented people.
0: I know, I know. The only reason I stayed through it is because of James Franco, but I, I thought it him. would get better, and instead it got worse. So so we're kind of all in agreement about that. But why don't we turn now to the the other films that are coming up this summer, and my goodness, I have twenty about 25 that just the titles – Really uh, piqued my interest. I'm just going to quickly read read through. Bad Teacher, Bridesmaids, Cars 2, Cowboys and Aliens, Crazy Stupid Love, Fright Night, Final Destination 5, Green Lantern, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Janie Jones, Kung Fu Panda 2, Larry Crown, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Naturally, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Super 8, Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Now that's put in there for Nikki. Nikki, I hope you're listening. The Debt, The Hangover Part 2, The Help, The Smurfs, Thor, we've already talked about. X Men First Class, hmm, even though it doesn't have you, Jackman, in it. And Zookeeper. So. Nell, are any of those movies uh, on your list? of? um, Oh, definitely.
3: uh, There are a lot of those that I'm very excited about. I'm excited about, uh, you know, I like big, you know, Chases and Explosions movies. I'm hoping that they've learned their lesson after Transformers 2 and are going to make that work. Um, and uh, certainly, you know, anything from Pixar is always uh, something to, to take very seriously. I think that Captain America and Green Lantern look pretty good. But I'll tell you, just because I'm, you know, speaking from out from my demographic here, one that I'm especially looking forward to is Larry Crown. Uh, it is, huh. uh, you know, one of my favorite movies of I don't know the last ten or fifteen years is. That thing you do, which written and directed by Tom Hanks. I've been waiting for him to write and direct again. He wrote, uh, co-wrote this one with uh, Nia Vardalos from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and he yeah. stars in it along with um, Julia Roberts, uh, his uh, Charlie Wilson's War co-star. And it just look the cast, the the situation, the setup, and and uh, and just Tom Hanks behind it. Just, I'm
0: very intrigued by it. The preview looks good, too. Yes, it does. I did see it last last week, and the preview looks good. So I, that's one that I'm, I'm looking forward to. How about you, AJ? What uh, upcoming summer films are you looking forward to?
1: Well, being a child of comic books and action movies, the two of the ones that I'm most looking forward to are superhero movies. Uh, my uh, number one anticipated one of the summer is Captain America, and at first when they when they announced this prod when they announced this one, I'm like, okay, how are they gonna do this? Captain America, it's a very, it's a very touchy character, but everything I've seen so far about it makes me think that like, okay, they, they found the right tone for this and they found the right cast and the script looks uh, script looks alright. And uh pretty much yeah, and that and uh the fact that it's directed by uh, Joe Johnston who's done some of my favorite childhood movies he did Honey I Shrunk the Kids and he did The Rocketeer which shows how uh, good love he is I Rocketeer at, Oh me too uh, awesome how how good he is at doing period action like that was one of my favorite movies alongside uh Dick Tracy that kind of got me interested yeah. in uh retro uh, action movies like that uh, but uh, and X Men First Class, I'm really looking forward to as well. And some ones that uh, I don't what think you Cowboys mentioned. What about Cowboys and
3: Aliens?
1: Cowboys and Aliens, I'm very interested to see how that one turns out. I I'm confident that it's going to be a good movie. But every time that the trailer has played at a movie I've gone to, the audience has laughed at the title. Like no matter seeing like seeing uh, Harrison Ford being. The grizzled guy he always is, or Daniel Craig kicking butt. As soon as the title comes up, they laugh. So it's gonna. I'm gonna, I'm very interested to see how it's gonna play out. But uh, Betty, Joe, there's uh, a couple of others that I I uh, if you mentioned them in your list, I didn't hear them. The ones that I'm also looking forward to uh, coming out this month in limited release is Midnight in Paris, the new Woody Allen movie. Oh,
3: I'm oh. seeing that tomorrow. Hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. He, and he, even though the uh, they always say like, oh, Woody's new movies aren't as good as his other, as his older ones. I'm still interested. Like no matter what he does, I'm always interested. And in, uh, like, okay, well, how is he gonna do this? What's he gonna do now? Uh, coming out in August is uh, a delayed horror movie, uh, just mostly because of uh, studio interference, from what I believe. Uh, Don't be afraid of the dark with Katie Holmes which is one of oh. the creepier trailers in recent memory. Yeah, and after, I
0: saw that. Right.
1: Yeah, and after, and after seeing Insidious and how good that was, I'm hoping that these two will lead Hollywood to sort of depend more on classy horror, like the ones that just kind of creep up on you and not just assault your face with with the with the explicit gore and just like the jump scares where you actually care about the people who are in these dangerous situations. And because I am, because to appease my inner fanboy and my grindhouse fan inside, a uh, hobo with a shotgun with your <laughs> I, I I have to see that. It's a title, you just have to see it on principle. It's like lonely.
3: snakes on a plane. Nobody, <laughs> nobody,
1: nobody picked Pirates of the Caribbean,
3: or Harry well, Potter would have picked that.
0: Yeah, yeah, those two. Those two were ones that I was going to pick, jazz. I, are you looking forward to Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides? I, I sure am.
2: Oh, I certainly am. I I I didn't think the second one was all that great. I thought they made a comeback with the third one. I'm very much looking forward to it. Love the 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 entire series. I love the character. I I, I think it's uh probably Johnny Depp's some of his best work. And uh it, it just, it bothers me that it's already, it hasn't come out, and I've already seen several other previews, if you will, uh, as opposed to reviews, saying, uh, don't waste your time, this is just going to be trash. And I was just like, you know, come on, why can't we just have fun and go see a fun movie? And this character I is know. hilarious.
0: I know, and it's May May 20th is the release date, and um, I was just reading in Entertainment Weekly um, that has this great, picture of captain jack sparrow on the cover which i'm going to frame and put it up here on my <laughs> wall <laughs> and and don't the, forget the penelope, cruise. Yeah, penelope Cruz. yeah penelope cruise in it and what um and and what johnny depp i guess is trying to do with this movie is uh make it less complicated than the you know than the last couple of ones have been and not so many characters and have um it's going to be shorter and of course, there will be—he uh, will have a, a, the love interest, and that sounds like an interesting story. And um, well, I guess I'll like it no matter what, <laughs> because I'll get to see Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. How, how about you, AJ? Is that one that you'll you'll be eager to see?
1: Uh, I'm I'm not. I'm sort of in between on that. I'm sort of indifferent with the the pirates movies at this point. Like if they waited like 10 more years to do another one, I, I wouldn't have minded. But I know that the Pirates the movies have a big fan base, and especially Johnny Depp has a big fan base. So, And I'm, I'm not not looking forward to it, but if it didn't come out this summer, I wouldn't miss it.
0: Well, a lot of people do feel that way. They they got kind of uh, tired of, of that particular franchise, but I'm not among them. And I mentioned X-Men First Class, and so did you, AJ. Oh, yeah. I, I also complained because... There's no Hugh Jackman in it, but this is a prequel, so uh, naturally he probably would not be be in it. And uh, and it's directed so I by thought, Matthew.
3: What? Va- it's directed by Matthew Vaughn, who I like a lot. You know, he did Kick-Ass and Layer Cake and Stardust, and so that makes it very interesting to me. And the guy I just mentioned from uh, who plays Rochester in Jane Eyre, Michael Fassbender, plays uh, the young Magneto in
0: this, and and I think that's going to be good. Oh great. I I'm getting getting more excited about seeing X Men for his class. But I so I looked and looked and looked because I was so unhappy of course about Hugh Jackman not being an X Men. So I thought, Well, isn't he going to be, you know, a summer without Hugh Jackman? Oh, it's gonna be just terrible and then I found a little film called Snowflower and the Secret Fan.
1: Which right. is
0: based directed on the Wang. You don't want you, you are interested or not?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, the book is really good. So uh, You did
0: read the book? Yeah.
3: Uh, she The author is the daughter of Carolyn C., who's also a novelist and is very good. And Yeah, I think it's going to be good.
0: So so at least I can look forward to July 15th and, and hope and keep my fingers crossed that the movie will come to our area. Otherwise, I'll have to wait for DVDs. Well, are there any of these summer films... That look, you know, that you're kind of dreading seeing. Now, anything on your list? There's quite a few out for for children, the Smurfs and Winnie the Pooh. There you go. You've just named the one that
3: I'm least looking forward to. (laughs) The Smurfs? Yeah.
0: Never been a fan. (laughs) But You'll have to see it, right?
3: Yep. And it does have some good voice talent, including Neil Patrick Harris, Hank Azaria, Katy Perry, and oh Sophia Vergara from Modern Family.
0: So, they've got some some great voice ta- talent, but um it it doesn't really look no. too great in terms of what like we've it. been seeing in the in the uh previews. So, how about you AJ? Anything you dread this summer? Oh, there, there
1: there's a couple that I'm not looking forward to too much. Uh one of them that's pretty much pretty high on the list is Judy Moody and the Not Bummer Summer. My theater has a giant banner for this hanging outside of the the restrooms. And every time I look at it, I hear that siren from Kill Bill when Guma Thurman was about to attack somebody. It it just looks like a nightmarish motion picture. And that and a Zookeeper. And, and I'm wondering, and I like Kevin James, but I'm trying to decide when we as a country decided... What we wanted him to do was fall down and get hit a lot, because all I've seen is the teaser trailer for this movie, and it's just, and I can already predict that it's going to be a waste of his talents. Like he needs to get out of this, out of this uh, just slapstick junk that he's been doing.
0: Well, I he he does it so well, so I hope that it that it isn't a total loss. Uh, I'll I'll be there to watch because I do I am a fan of his too. But uh, well, it looks like though we have a lot more movies to see this summer that we're looking forward to than ones that we're that we are dreading. And I've kind of monopolized the question asking here. So so, Jazz, do you have some questions for Nell and uh, AJ?
2: I'll try to sneak in a couple, still just monitoring the chat. And uh, the, the last conversation being uh, some expressed disdain for uh, occasionally, I, I'm trying to think of the polite way to phrase it, uh, critics who are too cool to watch a fun movie like Pirates, uh, the comment beings, that's like saying, you know, uh, you shouldn't watch Barney Miller because it has no bearing on the real life of a New York City detective and it's actually- I love well,
3: well, good first point. of all first of all I love Barney Miller and second I have talked to a number of policemen who say that it's a more accurate depiction of the real life in a police precinct than you know all these shows where they're always chasing after people and looking at DNA and stuff like that. So I would I would argue that Barney Miller is very authentic and it is a f- fabulous show, one of my all-time favorite TV shows.
2: <laughs> well, there and we I go. Like you you win through. you win some points there, Nell.
1: Yeah, uh, but Betty also jo already,
2: was, Be, Betty Joe already mentioned because before we run out of time here, uh, waiting for things to come out on DVD. Some things are already. Coming out on DVD So uh, what do we have to look forward to And ladies first uh Stuff that's coming out soon On DVD that we may have missed In the theater that we should uh I'll go ahead and pick up or put it on Netflix list.
3: Well, I always like to recommend documentaries because they don't play in a lot of cities in the theater, but they're really fun to watch. And there's a really good one, uh, a believe it or not, about ventriloquists called Dumbstruck, which is just great. And the uh-huh. filmmakers lucked out in a big way because they're following ventriloquists for a year, and the very last thing they ever expected to happen actually happened, which is that a ventriloquist became the highest-paid entertainer, in america when he won america's top talent got talent and got a hundred million dollar contract at the mirage so they what they thought was this tiny tiny little quirky community all of a sudden became very front and center and it what happened to all the other ventriloquists and all that it's just a fascinating story so definitely put that on your netflix queue
2: Excellent, AJ. What what uh, what DVDs were never in the theater that feature zombies with shotguns welded to their bone <laughs> structure that come up out of a sewer cage? Uh, did we miss that we should be looking
1: for? First of all, hobo with a shotgun. You got to get it right, Jazz. Come on, zombies with shotguns. That's just that's just silly.
2: Oh, that, that but, I'm sorry. That would be gauche. I apologize. I don't know. I know, what I, I was I know. that's
1: that's just too much. But actually, uh, two of the best upcoming DVDs are movies that have been out for a long time, and both of them are releases by the Criterion Collection. On May 17th, we have Diabolique, which, since mm. the 50s, has been one of the most tightly plotted, edge-of-your-seat awesome thrillers. Just, It's got great moves, it's got great characters, just great atmosphere, and it just keeps you locked in until the very, very end. That's coming out on May 17th. It's actually a reissue because Criterion released it uh, way back when, so it's getting a new upgrade on DVD and it's getting a Blu-ray release. But also on the 24th is the uh, uh, Criterion DVD and Blu-ray debut of Chaplin's The Great Dictator, Mm. which is is as funny as it is dramatic and hopeful. And that last speech that he delivers – with, it's, it, it, it touches you as curmudgeonly as I am. Like it, it got to me. It's just a great film.
3: And the, wow. the little, the little sort of dance that he does with the globe is so exquisite and so beautiful.
0: Oh, oh exactly.
2: I, I, I'll confess, I, did, I didn't see that one coming. Um, any any <laughs> real dogs to avoid because I have a huge Netflix clue. Yeah, Q, and I'm always trying to, uh, to to weed out the stuff to avoid wasting my time. So, A.J., uh, just keep going with, uh, you know, what should we skip out on?
1: Oh, there, there, there's a couple. Uh, last week, the Dilemma and the Green Hornet came out, and I wasn't a fan of either one. But one to definitely avoid is actually coming out this Friday, Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. And barring the fact that uh, this guy has talent, you know, and, and he can sing. I'm not denying that. But this movie makes it all the more clear that, at this point, he's not a human being. He's a product, and all this movie does is try to sell him to you by just trying to convince you that, hey, Justin Bieber, he he plays basketball with his friends, and he eats pizza. He's just like you. And I just sat there pretty much with my head in my hands the whole whole time, Wondering what happened in my life that made me, that led up to me be sitting in a theater all alone, in 3D watching Justin Bieber. Like the movie depressed me. It made me rethink a- my life choices. A-
0: <laughs> Aj, I, I, it worked for me. I mean, I, <laughs> I became. Well, it's Bieber been nice then.
1: knowing you, Betty Jo. I got to take off now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I it was it.
0: just
3: fine. You know, Aj, you should just stay away from movies that are outside of your wheelhouse because. You're, you're, you know, you're. You don't seem to be capable of thinking about it from the perspective of the target audience.
2: I was unaware Whoa. that Justin Bieber was an actual person. I thought it was just a joke in political circles that I travel in. I, I didn't know it was a real person. Because um, we, we just make fun of Justin Bieber as the absolute worst aspect of all of society. But uh, now, really? what, what else should we avoid, particularly in terms of family-friendly films? You know what, what should people steer away from?
3: Um, I really found I am Number Four uh, to be a total waste of time. Um, Alex Pettyfer should not be in any more movies ever. He's now been bad in two movies.
2: Wow, uh, I got that on like was, number three on my queue right now. Huh. Was was okay. was
3: was fairly okay in the third movie that he was in, but um, but I I, I just uh, and, and in that one it's because his face was covered up the whole time.
0: So I would say stay away from I am Number Four. I would agree with you on that but there are some June um, some DVDs coming out in June that um I think people should look forward to if they haven't seen the uh on, seen it on the big screen seen them on the green the big screen uh Queen of the Lot with Tana Frederick which we've talked about when she was uh, a guest on our show True Grit which that's mm. a must oh, be if yes. people haven't seen it yeah, on the big screen movie. Uh, absolutely. It was so wonderful. The Adjustment Bureau, uh, of course, I'm one of the few critics that, that liked that film, I, loved I think. It. And, oh, great. I'm so glad and my family didn't. Uh, they are they are really upset with me for liking it. But no, I thought it not. was a it was great movie. I thought so, and a wonderful romance. Um, Matt Damon and Emily Blunt really made me believe that they belong together. And there's a movie called Cyrus that's coming out on DVD June 28th. Um, with John C. Riley that is excellent and The Warrior's Way I believe on June 28th. So
1: i that, finally Barney's coming version. out. I've been waiting for that.
0: Yeah. So so we can be a little more a little more optimistic <laughs> about some of the things that are that are coming out on DVD jazz. Anything else from the chat that you'd like to report any questions or or comments? Uh, are there any of films that uh, the chatters seem to be looking forward to in the summer i think they're uh, they probably are looking forward to pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides right
2: uh that was earlier yeah we we still seem to have the barney miller discussion going on at the moment but <laughs> no. we could have a whole show no, about we, we barney could.
0: miller i
3: love we, that we show. could
2: you could schedule an entire show on barney miller you really could
0: Absolutely, all the characters in that they were they were just <laughs> so amusing, and uh, I loved watching that show. I never did I never missed missed an episode.
2: So and, and we I'm, all would like to thank you for informing us that Justin Bieber is actually a real human being. I I thought it was a cartoon character that was just there for satire. So that <laughs> that's tremendous. He's a
0: very talented a very talented uh, human being. So uh, and uh, he has a lot of fans, and I I am one of them. So well. This has been so much fun, Nell and AJ. Is there anything else either one of you would like to add about the upcoming summer at the movies? Nell, how about you?
3: Um, well, I, I kind of am perversely looking forward to Bad Teacher. Uh, the, Me too. Uh, the red band trailer looks like a lot of fun, and uh, so I'm hoping that that I'm hoping that that will be good.
0: Great, I'm with you on that. AJ, anything that you left out that you'd like to say?
1: Uh, Not much, except if you have the choice between a 2D and a 3D movie this year, stick with 2D, support it. Don't let them bully you into paying extra for a dimmer picture and having to wear the really bothersome glasses. 2D is just fine. Step Up 3-D isn't any better from having to wear glasses and pay more money for it. So stick Hooray with Betty. Hooray for
0: you. Hooray for you, AJ. And I'm sure Nikki, if she were here, would argue with you.
1: But, uh, unless, uh, of course, Betty Jo, un-
2: unless 3D. they come out with the sequel to Piranha 3-D, which to be as much of a classic as the original, I they believe They are coming must... out with
3: a sequel. Do you know what it's called? Oh, my
2: God, you're kidding me.
3: No, do you know what it's called?
2: What? Piranha 4-D?
3: Piranha 3-D-D. <laughs> for on a 3DD. Oh, well, we'll hear, a, you know easy. you
2: know I'll be there. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. He'll. Well, that's right. That's one of the ones that uh, Jazz will. He can hardly wait for that. Well, what fun and informative guests we've been fortunate to have with us today. Thanks so much, Nell and AJ for dropping by, and we hope to hear from each of you again soon. And uh, will you both both come back soon? Absolutely
1: absolutely anytime it's always a pleasure
0: to
3: be on with you and jazz and aj
0: oh well it's it's been our great pleasure uh to have both of you with us but it's time to wrap things up now with a big shout out to the folks at blog talk radio for their support and special thanks to nikki and jazz for everything they do to make hosting this show such a treat thanks also to our chatters and other listeners we hope everyone enjoyed the show please come back Next time for another lively discussion about movies, we hope to have filmmaker Sunrise Tippy here to talk about Native Americans on film. So that should be a very interesting show. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Now here's another talented A.J. It's A.J. Daniels to take us out with a song we dedicate to all our listeners.